Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, part two of our NCAA tournament preview. Tonight, we talk action. We're going through every single game, every single spread. We're giving our picks. Um, we're keeping the same the same style that we've had all year. I mean, why fix it if it isn't broke? We both went over 500 in the regular season. We're going to come on. We're going to give our, our three to four, um, maybe five if we have them, best picks, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of mine the rest um, of the slate. But all first-round games, Thursday, Friday, um, that we have spreads for, the only ones that we don't are – the, the games on the first four from Wednesday night and the ones that, you know, apply to Friday. So whatever. So, so we won't have a line for the Arizona state Nevada winner and TCU winner. Oh, well you can bet your bottom dollar. The both of us will be looking at TCU. That's what we do here. We're a TCU pod. Jamie Dixon, apologist stand up. Colin, how are you? I'm doing well, ready for tomorrow. You know, yep. I'm wrapped up a lot of work today. Feeling good. I think I'll be able to, get out of there at five o'clock tomorrow and just sit my ass down and watch the games. So, uh, I can't wait to do that. Oh, you mean you're you're going into the office tomorrow? You're not working from home? No, I am working from home. Okay. All right. Just wanted wanted our listeners to be clear on the situation. Get out of where, where are you going to get out of at five o'clock? My room and move to the living room. I understand. Okay. Move from one monitor to the other monitor. I hear you. I understand how it works. All right. On we go. Um, I believe you won the final week, right? Let me let me stick it back. Let me let me sorry. This is unprepared for me. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, we never really looked at our conference tournaments. No, we don't need to look at this. We don't need to. <laughs> I think I won. Well, you definitely won the conference tourneys. Um you I had mean, VCU. That's it. I only had Arizona. But that that was a profit. Let's go. All right. So then, then it's my it's my fucking no, T box. That, that didn't really count. It's my bullshit. It's my T box. My T box. All, All right, right. Whatever. Here we go. Uh I'm gonna start on Thursday. Um there is a wow, man. There's some really some some really interesting lines. Okay, here we go. Uh I'm gonna start with a 10-7 dog. A team that I think faded down the stretch, um, but has experience beating some high major teams. Uh, give me Boise State plus one and a half against Northwestern. I think Boise matches up really well with Northwestern. Obviously, I'm picking this one in the in the tournament. Also, I mean, there, there's a lot that I like, but I'll start here. Um, Northwestern has, I mean, they can play multiple different ways, but the team that Northwestern lost to twice towards the end of the year, a team that can really shoot the ball from three. Boise State, really, really good three-point shooting team. I don't have it up in front of me, but at any time on the court, traditionally, they have at least their starting five, um, and they're not a really deep team, which is okay for the first game of the tournament. It's not a team I'd like in the second game of the tournament, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about game one, round one. Um, they start five guys that can shoot the three. Um, as a team, they shoot 36% from three on high volume. They also defend the three quite well. Um, and this is a Northwestern team that really likes to shoot from the perimeter. They're not very good offensively, especially inside. Um, they try to force turnovers. Boise State doesn't really turn the basketball over. Um, and I mean, they're 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 switchable. And I think I think people are sleeping on them. Um, Northwestern is a very analytically overrated ten seed. I mean, I think if you look at Ken Palm, Boise's probably the favorite. I think that tells you all you really need to know. Um, 
So I, I like Boise State. I, I, I don't think North, Northwestern's weird because they're like a power conference team that, that doesn't have like the, the over-the-top athleticism that, that should surprise a Mountain West team. Um, and like, I mean, we've seen Northwestern really struggle multiple times with, with teams that shoot the three well, right? Uh, you got you got a special guest, Colin, coming into the podcast. Yeah, we've got a we've got a Jacob Sabiri. Sabiri, I want to hear this. This is better than any content we're gonna have. Um, yeah, where's my pod, dog? Yeah. So uh, as Beery's here, we can apologize to our listeners. Our um, our producer Justin Santup has fucked up and not posted the first pod, uh, so it will be coming out tonight. You'll see this one as well, and hopefully it will be prompt and not a uh, not come out at, at nine p.m. It will be out at seven. You know, we're gonna keep them on the clock here. Wait, wait, all right, all right. Okay, yes, we can apologize. You can blame me, but hang on, hang on. Why, wait, wait, why do we have Beery on the line here? Why don't we give the listeners what they really want? Beery, what is your best bet for the first round of the NCAA tournament? My best bet is the Furman money line. It is the lock of the first round. Virginia can play defense, but they won't be able to keep up the scoring. There's no chance they can keep up the scoring. It's the right. Furman money line. I, you know what, Veery? I don't hate that. I don't hate that. We were gonna probably gonna touch on Furman a little bit plus the points. That's not bad. I was expecting Mr. Veery has come on here before and picked a winner. Yes. Texas in the Big Twelve Championship. I was expecting this is the second guest appearance. I was expecting Memphis minus two or some nonsense. Like <laughs> None of that nonsense anymore. I'm a sharp now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll talk. We'll touch on Furman soon. I actually don't hate that from Veery. That's, that's 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 a keen observer of the of the humankind net right there. Um, anyway, Boise State plus one and a half. I gave a lot of reasons. I'm going to shut up now. Um, yeah, I see it. I'm not there. I, I still haven't made up my mind on who I'm going to pick there. So I'm definitely not going to give out a bet on that game. Um, I, I understand Boise State was really good last year. Got a really bad matchup with Memphis in the first round. I remember you were all over that last year. Uh, just ran into a, a buzzsaw. Um, this year, I don't really know if Northwestern's a buzzsaw, but Boo Boo is good. I, I like the team a lot. It's not somebody I'm looking to fade. It's not really somebody I'm looking to back either. So I'm um, I'm off of that for now. All right. For my First bet, I'll give out one that we talked a little bit about at the end of the uh, episode last week, which you haven't heard yet, but maybe you're listening to that you listen to that one first. I'm going to take Grand Canyon plus 15 and a half against Gonzaga. Look, Gonzaga's getting a ton of hype. This team was uh preseason tied with UNC to be number one with the best odds to win the national championship. They've now fallen down to a three seed. Everybody was off of them. Then they, they lost in overtime to St. Mary's a game. They really should have won. Then they go beat them at home, smack them in the Western uh, conference championship. They're playing really good ball. Drew Timmy's still there. Their offense is really good. They've got wins, some great wins, beat Alabama earlier in the year. Uh, beat Duke, right? And now everybody's back on him. It's a it's a sneaky little three seed. It's it's not a bad matchup, right? So you get Jamie Dixon in the sixth seed in the next round. That's not a um Jamie Dixon hasn't been good in the tournament. 
and you get a Grand Canyon team who's missing, who has been missing their leading scorer for about the last half of the year. But Ray Harrison has come in and stepped up big time, a sophomore guard, put up 31 in the championship against Southern Utah, put up 30 against uh, UTA, March 7th, 25, 29, 19. I mean, there's some 12s and 7s mixed in there, but he's a scorer. And this Grand Canyon team can score. And the difference between this Gonzaga team and some of the other Gonzaga teams is their defense just has not been as good. Grand Canyon is going to be able to score with them. I think 15 points is is too much. Grand Canyon can hit the three. Gonzaga is not particularly great anywhere defending the three. I think they're they're feeling really good about themselves coming into this game. And when you look at the Western or the or the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference, a little tongue twister here, too many Western conferences. It's been a really good conference all year. This is a New Mexico State was suspended, but you had Southern Utah, you had San Houston State, you had um Stephen Albert and Christian, Stephen F. Austin. This is a conference that gets a lot of wins in the tournament. New Mexico State, Stephen F. Austin. This year it's Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon has talent on this team. They beat Wyoming. They beat Montana State. They've played some good teams. And I think they're peaking at the right time, and they have a really good coach. Bryce Drew from Valparaiso and then Vanderbilt is back here at Grand Canyon. And another thing, as mentioned by uh, you know our geography expert, this game is in Colorado. It's not far from Arizona. There's going to be a lot of Grand Canyon fans making the trip here. It's going to be a loud environment, I think, you normally get a home court advantage if you're an underdog playing well, but I think it's going to be amplified with how many students go to Grand Canyon. Um, <clears throat> couldn't agree more. Uh, haven't bet it though. I don't know why. I'm afraid to hop on this train. I, I think it's just Gonzaga's blowout potential against the team. Like this is what Gonzaga generally does. They play mid-major teams and blow them out blow them out from January, February. Like that's just what they do. Um, and like Grand Canyon's horrible on defense. Like how are they going to stop Gonzaga? But they don't really need to stop them. They need just need to score with them. And I think if they can score 75 points, yeah, you like your chances that they can maybe cover 15 and a half. So I, I get it. Um, the real question though, Colin, have you taken Grand Canyon and outright in your bracket? I have not yet. Uh, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. We're, we're going to see. I mean, we're interested. Okay. I want to see what the – let me see if I can find this. Well, while you go to the next one. I'm going to see if I can find the uh, Western Athletic Conference record in the past uh, couple tournaments. Um, I'm going to keep it on Thursday for now while you pull that up. Uh, similar theme. Mountain West team against a – in Mountain West team as a 10 seed against a seven seed that is analytically overseeded. I'm taking Utah state minus one against Missouri. Um, Missouri is a weird team, man. We have seen them look absolutely out, outstanding beating Tennessee destroyed Iowa state. Um, 
I don't know. And maybe I need to do a little bit more research into this. Like, I wonder how Missouri has played this year when matched up against a team that doesn't really turn the ball over and shoots the three extremely well. Let me pull it up, actually. I got Ken Palm's opponent tracker right now in front of me. When Missouri has played teams that shoot a bunch of threes, I mean, it's really kind of skewed because they haven't really, because that doesn't exist in the SEC. Nobody in the SEC can shoot, as evidenced by that missed wide-open shot by Mississippi State last night. Yep. Yep. Except Alabama, right? And they... Alabama's a different a different animal. It's a different breed. You know, you can't you can't really you can't really compare Alabama to, to Utah State. Um, but anyway, I like the way Utah State matches up. I mean, if they can protect the basketball, they should be able to get open looks from three. Um, they're bigger. I mean, they're not a great rebounding team, but they are definitely way bigger than Missouri is. They start a seven foot two center. Um, they've got six nine wings. Uh, they bring in Dan Aiken, who's a six ten you know machine on the glass. And I think they're a little disrespected, right? They came in as a bubble team. They had to, they had to prove their spot. But I mean, they've they've looked apart the this year. And every time I've watched them, I've thought that they're they're explosive offensively. They got a lot of weapons. They're well coached. Um, and Missouri, I don't know. I feel like they're a little more helter skelter. It might just be a a bad take, and, and Missouri might blow them out. They might be one of these analytical like anomalies. Um, and I mean, they've had some terrible blowout losses too. So like maybe that's skewing it, but. I mean, anytime a 10 seed is favored over the one over the seven seed, like my eyes are are on it. Um, and that's the say that's the situation here. That's the case. Uh so so give me Utah State minus the one. Uh, I picked them. I think they advance. Um, and I feel like if I'm gonna take Boise State over Northwestern, I gotta take Utah State over Missouri. Two 10 seeds from the Mountain West that have superior analytical profiles to the seven seeds that they're playing and are um are my picks. So Utah State minus one. <laughs> I'm not there. I see it. Um, I worry Missouri might be a little bit like Providence this year. And I look at Utah State and I, there's really only one Mountain West team that I'm buying is San Diego State. Um, I, like Utah State's wins, they're not, they're not great to me. They got swept by San Diego State, which I think if you're really that good of a team, you should have got one of those wins, especially the one at home. Um, and Missouri, well, I'm not sold on them either. They've outperformed their metrics all year. So it's, it, it's a scary, scary fade for me right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm not on either side of that. Okay. Fair. Where are you going? Um, well, so yeah, well, while you're talking, I did pull up the Western athletic, the whack. Yep. And so I was wrong. It hasn't had a great record. It's the teams that are in the whack now have had a great record. So it, they they have been one in fifteen. Okay, they were one and zero last year because New Mexico State. But New Mexico State, Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, all teams with good records recently that are all now in the whack. Interesting. Um, so I, I think it's a really talented and and strong conference, which is just another part. The adding on Grand Canyon. For my next bet, I'm going to go, yeah, why not? I'm going to go with Providence plus four and a half. Kind of square, maybe. I don't really know what. 
I, is, I can't get a vibe on this because I think a lot of people are like Kentucky, but a lot of people also like Providence. You're just um, surrounded by Providence people. Yeah, that's true. It could be in that bubble. But uh, I think Providence is going to win this game. Bryce Cotton revenge game. Uh, Hopkins, Bryce Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah, not Bryce Cotton. Bryce Cotton, long long gone from Providence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, both of these teams are, are, are very similar. That will be really spooky if it is his revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Yes, sorry. Yeah, both both of these teams very similar. You look at their analytical pro- profile on Ken Palm; it's almost identical. Good offenses, mediocre defenses, but it, it that that's wrong. Like their defenses are better than their offenses, even with like if you watch the games versus the analytics, they're they're great offensive rebounding teams. They defend like hell. They can't really shoot. Um. But I think Cooley's better than Calipari at this juncture. I think they found something really important in that game against UConn where they came back and lost, but they still, like, showing that fight there I think was really good. And I think the Big East is is a little underrated, and I think the SEC is a little overrated. I think Kentucky's got some good wins against teams that can't shoot. Um, Providence can't really shoot that well so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that as a as a differential but providence has wins over marquette xavier creighton yukon like actually i don't know if they beat xavier but didn't beat xavier it's the one team that marquette yukon creighton those are really good teams i think better than like those three besides alabama are better than anybody else in the sec I, I, I just think this Providence team is, is really good, and you're going to give four and a half in a revenge game in very similar statistical profiles. I, I think this game should be under two, and I, I think Providence wins, so I'll take the four and a half. Uh, all right, I'll come along. First consensus play. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with everything you said. Um, I think Kentucky, number one, maybe this is the one point that 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 you didn't mention, which I think is important. I think Ed Cooley's a better tactician than John Calipari at this stage. I did say that. Oh, did you say that? Yeah, that was one of the first things I said, Cooley over Calipari. But I, mm-hmm. I, I prefaced it by as recently. But, yes, Cooley yeah. over Calipari. 100%. I, you know, th- I, I'm not in my groove right now. I'm checking teams on the right. I'm, give me uh, apologies. So, Colin, so, I got nothing to add. I'm, <laughs> I'm in complete agreement. I like Providence on the glass. I like Providence's experience. And I, I, I haven't trusted this Kentucky team all year. They've had random great performances, random bad performances, and there's, there's nothing really to grab onto there. So I'm with you. Let's go, Friartown plus four and a half. Uh, consensus play. Um, I'm going to go somewhere where I don't think it's going to be a consensus play. I'm going to stay in Thursday for now uh, and take the Texas A&M Aggies minus two and a half against Penn State. Um. I I've seen a lot of a lot of this this uh, SEC teams that play really good physical defense, really strong inside, going to struggle with these teams that shoot the three point shot well. Yes, I think that is a legit argument. Here's my alternative: Penn State is a team that has gotten very lucky over the last two weeks. They have had four or five something like that one possession victories which is the whole reason why they are in the NCAA tournament as opposed to in the NIT right now. Five straight, four straight, I forget what it was. Quad one, one possession victories. I've seen them play 
I think Texas A&M is going to abuse them inside. I think Buzz Williams is a fantastic tactician, every bit as good as Shrewsbury. I mean, he's been doing it successfully for a really long time, and I think there's an argument to be made that this team has what it takes to go on a very, very deep run. They've got a great point guard in in um, in, in Wade. I'm spacing on his name. I don't know why I can't figure out his name. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Texas A&M. Running point guards. Uh, Wade Taylor. I don't know why I had I had Wade Davis in my hand. I don't I don't know why. Um, Wade Taylor, Tyrese Radford's experienced guard, and they're so big and strong inside. They defend at a really high level. Penn State might get some three point shots, but they're going to be kind of hurried and and rushed threes. And I think everybody's looking at Penn State as a potential darling, um, a ten seed that can make a run. And I I uh, I do not see it that way. I actually like this is the one ten seed that I think is significant. This is the one seven seed in all of the seven ten matchups that I believe is significantly underseeded. Um, so I'm all all over Texas A and M minus two and a half. We fighting? We're not fighting, but we're not we're not agreeing either. Um, I, I, I lean I lean Penn State. I haven't placed that yet, and I'm I may, but it's not on it's not on the five play card. I've got more ones I like. Okay, take us there. I will stay in the SEC, but I'll be taking a team that I, I don't think anybody's really taking in this matchup. I will be taking Iowa plus one and a half against Auburn. In Birmingham, Alabama. All anybody can mention about this game is that it's going to be in Alabama and Auburn's going to have a great crowd. But you know why it's in Alabama? Because Alabama's also in that region. So there's going to be plenty of Alabama fans cheering against them. The other thing is everybody wants to fade the Big Ten. Yes, I agree. Big Ten sucks. Sucks every year. Always overrated. Uh, But and and Iowa also another team everybody wants to fade they don't defend that's bad in march right but they're off a little bit here right they're they're not you're not they're not facing a 12 seed in this matchup they're facing an auburn team who has a good defense not great like there's no walker kessler down there anymore that iowa can 100% score on with chris Mur- chris murray Tony Perkins, like there's plenty of scorers on this Iowa team. And the Auburn offense is horrendous. They're they're poorly coached. They take bad shots. They shoot themselves out of the games. And that is exactly what you want if you're Iowa. You want a team that's not going to be able to score even when you give them a lane. And that's what Auburn's going to do. Wendell Green's going to pull some dumbass shots. And nobody is thinking about Iowa here specifically because of the home Home field advantage in Iowa lost last year. Iowa wins this game and they win it going away. So give me the points. Agreed. Consensus play. Um, I flip-flopped. I had Auburn in the initial bracket for me. Uh, I actually bet Auburn plus one and a half initially. And I had to like a, like a, now that I was plus one and a half, not only did I, I didn't cash out. I doubled the bet. So like, you know, if Iowa somehow wins by one, then I got a real nice little sandwich opportunity, but I I picked Iowa in my bracket. I think you hit a lot of great things. I mean, Iowa is the one team in the Big Ten that Rutgers has really struggled with, and I think in a weird way, Rutgers is very similar to Art to Auburn in the sense that there's just it's not a great offensive team, and it looks it's a lot of one on one basketball, and it's just it's not a lot of shot making. 
And that's where Iowa thrives. And I think Auburn's going to get frustrated. Um, it's not just Wendell Green. It's KD Johnson. He's going to be taking a lot of bad shots. Um, they're all going to take bad shots because that's what they do. And Iowa is 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 a really tough team to prepare for. They're a different breed. And, I mean, I don't know what the comp to Iowa is that Auburn has played in the SEC. Um, but, I mean, I I – I don't I don't think I don't think they're ready for for a Iowa just coming in dropping threes frustrating them a lot of different guys on the floor that can make shots Fran is a nut um I think I actually think this is in a weird way a weird like look ahead spot like everybody's talking and you're right Colin you mentioned it everybody all they're talking about is Alabama people are talking about how unfair this is for Houston that they're going to have to play an, a yes. quick road game against Auburn in the second round oh okay Sure. Um, I I think this is a really good spot for Iowa. Uh, I think you're you're on the money, so I'm with you. Iowa plus one and a half. I'm I'm just looking through Auburn's schedule. They yeah. don't really have a comp. The closest I'd say is Colgate, but that's not a real comp. What happened in the Colgate game? They smacked him, but Colgate's at home and not really like that's not fair. Um Okay, comp. Here's here's what I would have as a comp in Auburn's schedule. Hang on, I'm pulling up Ken Palm opponent tracker. Uh, let's see. Iowa's the third best offensive efficiency team. Here's what Auburn has done this year against the teams that are in the top forty in offensive efficiency. Auburn has one win in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten tries against teams in the top. Or I guess including Colgate. Sorry, top forty-five. They are two and nine against teams with a top forty, uh, for, top forty-five offensive efficiency. Uh, I think that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> I would say Vanderbilt is actually a really good comp to Iowa. They're like Iowa light, um, and they lost it at Vanderbilt. So there you go. That's that. That's you want some analytical proof? There you go. Teams that can score. I mean, Auburn can't score, so that's the problem. And Auburn wants typically, to- you, typically you'd think, right? Like a lot of times, I like to look at teams that are that have a good defense against a team with a really bad defense because you think they can just go through. But Auburn's offense is so inept that that doesn't work, yeah. and they and- just take so many bad. Like you need to be a disciplined, good team with like that just can't make shots to face that. This is not a disciplined or a good team. Yeah, I'm with you. Plus, Auburn plays fast. Like they want to play the, they want to play up tempo. They want to run just like Iowa. Like they're not going to slow it down. Like they're not going to try to try to grind Iowa to a halt. Um, I think it's a great look. Iowa plus one and a half. Agreed. Um, all right. Next up for me, uh, I am going to. I mean, Beery already gave out Furman plus five and a half or plus on the money line. So I'll, I'll holster that one. Um, like it. Don't really love it after hearing Beery say it. Not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'll go to Friday and I'll take my favorite Friday play. Um, it is also an 8-9 game. I think in, in a similar fashion to Auburn against um, Iowa in this 8-9 matchup. A lot of people are just assuming the eight seed is, or one of these teams is just a shoe in to get to the next round. Uh, I think every, I don't, I haven't heard a single person um, 
that is like semi-educated on college basketball talk about FAU. I've heard like super educated people like bring FAU up as like a really good team, but hasn't hasn't come from our friend group. That's for damn sure. A lot of Memphis love going on in our circles, which makes me really excited to to take FAU plus two. Um, great guards, really experienced, well coached. Texas Tech transfer in the middle, seven feet tall. Um, they're deep. Like great guards though. Like people don't realize how good Florida Atlantic's guards are. They play awesome defense. Like there's very like I think people just look at Florida Atlantic and and assume it's just Florida Atlantic. I mean, they're a top 30 Kempom team for a reason. You know, they've played that way all season. Uh, they went to Florida and won when Florida was at full strength. Um, they've dominated the Conference USA, and this is a very good Conference USA. I mean, North Texas has been a top 50 team for years. We all know what everybody UAB. we all know what everybody thinks about UAB. Um, Western Kentucky has legit high major talent. Um, like UTEP's very well coached. Charlotte's played well. Like Louisiana Tech's been good. Like Conference USA has been been a really solid conference. I think FAU probably should have challenged themselves a little bit more in the non-con, but the way they kind of ran through everybody, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, great guards: Elijah Martin, Janelle Davis, like Nick Boyd, Michael Forrest. They bring Jalen Gaffney off the bat. Like they are really, really good in the backcourt. Like really good and deep. Like they just got guards for days. So I mean, I don't really have much else to say. Like they 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 do everything really well. Um, and I think they win. And I think I don't think people are people are already talking about Memphis being a potential sleeper. Like Florida Atlantic is top forty in the country in, in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. They rebound. They don't turn it over. They defend without fouling. They score inside. They shoot the three incredibly well and at a very high volume. Like they do a billion things well. They're really good. And like here's the thing: after they beat Memphis, they're going to give Purdue a run for their money too. Like that's the scary thing about Florida. Nobody's even talking about that. Just saying. They might beat Purdue. They very well may. Yeah. Some Are brackets you, may have that. You're going to get there there? You've done a complete 180. You were Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. I mean, you were just you were just Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. Was. All right, go ahead. Talk to me. Are you coming along for the ride on, on the Owls? So <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I haven't pulled it yet. But I've been like – all I can think about is how I've got to get off Memphis. And my problem is Memphis is my boys. Like I, I ride with Memphis, you know that. Like they, they're my boys. They, 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 they got some dogs out there. Kendrick Davis, like Penny Hardaway. You know, I used to not think he was a, that great of a coach, but he turned it on late last season. Got that team in in good form, and he's got this team running again. But it's it seems like it's so high, and I'm like. Like I don't want to buy Memphis at this height when they just beat an injured Houston team in in the championship, and FAU like Conference USA is is a, is a real Conference USA might be better than the American. Hang on, let's 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 find out. Hang on. Well, don't trust Ken Palm, but well, they're they're equivalent. They're almost equivalent. Yeah, they've got. And- why, why can't I trust Kempom? That's a good resource for it. Because Kempom has, I mean, you can, but it Mountain West, it has Mountain West over the ACC. You know my thoughts on that. Okay, yes, but they, here, here's what I will say: they are rated incredibly similarly. Yes, which I, that's, that's a fair statistic. And I, and like, sorry, 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 my last point on that. Sorry to interrupt. But if you take Houston out of the equation, they're probably equal. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's what's so FAU is really good, and and the fact that they could go and just beat UAB like that is really impressive. Like Jelly Walker, everybody knows about that guy. Yep. Beating North Texas. North Texas is is really good. And and here's another thing is I, I mentioned the WAC and how they have a lot of teams that have done really well in the tournament. You know who else has been doing really well recently? CUSA. The CUSA. Right? They they are now, let's see, five and seven. Yeah. Overall as the worst seed. Yeah. I mean, you had North Texas make a run. Marshall. Marshall made a run. UAB a few years ago, not last yep. year. But yep, UAB made a run. Middle Tennessee beat Michigan State yep. as a 15 seed. And they followed it up the next year and beat Minnesota or two years later or whatever it was. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm with you. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. I've been right. <laughs> Bring me along. Yeah. Did you so did you pick it in your bracket? I haven't yet, but it's about to be changed. You're gonna have to. You know, you know it's the right even here's the thing, and this is I mean, this is a little brat. I mean, we're getting out of our our box here, right? This is this belongs on the other podcast, but like you're trying to win a bracket pool. This is a leverage pick. Like it's just a leverage pick. You should 70 30 as an eight nine game. Exactly. Like you like eight nine games in theory should be 50-50 toss-ups. Like if you're gonna get this kind of leverage on an eight-nine game, you just you kind of just gotta take it. Like in a bracket pool. Like you just gotta do it. You gotta stomach it and do it. You might be wrong, but it's it pays to be wrong here. Like it, the, the the weight of being right is worth the 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 consequence of, of not being correct. Um all right, where are you going next? Where am I going next? That was just a big. That was just a big switch for me. I had to switch a couple rounds there. <laughs> oh, you're in the you're in the uh, the pool right now. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right, here's one. I we've been taking a lot of dogs here. At least I've been taking a lot of dogs. I'm gonna take a favorite in a twelve-five game. I'm going to take. San Diego State, and I'm going to lay the five. Um, what is that? Is that Friday? Yeah. No, I think it's Thursday. Thursday, that's why. Yeah. I'm struggling to find the uh, the line. The Ken, the, the Ken Palm. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so Charleston has been really good all year. They're, they've been really talked up, and this is a, a game against a Mountain West team who people – like. yes, obviously people are down on the Mountain West. I said I'm not particularly sold. They didn't win a game last year. But there's a difference between and, – and also, as I mentioned before, the net rankings kind of pop up the Mountain West because of all their wins. But San Diego State's a different team than some of these other teams. They've consistently been good in 2020. This was a two seed before COVID canceled the bracket. Um, they're really well coached. They're 
defensively excellent and they challenge themselves in the non-con. It's not like their wins are against a bunch of random winners of bad conferences. They played BYU. They played Stanford. They played Ohio State. They played Arizona. They played Arkansas. And Those same- are all really good teams. And St. Mary's. Yep. And then they went through a gauntlet of the Mountain West, really tough road environments, one at Utah State, right? They've got wins at New Mexico, another really tough place to play, in desperation spots. Like, this team has just been able to go in and win games. And you look at this Charleston team, and yeah, 31-3, and really impressive. The CAA is different than the CUSA, and while Charleston and FAU may look like very similar teams – Besides Hofstra, there's nobody really good on that schedule. This team struggled to beat Richmond early on. I mean, that's an indictment. Not really, but Richmond's not any good. They beat Davidson, Richmond, Colorado State, Virginia Tech in the beginning of the year. Everybody thought they were all good, and they lost to UNC. Well, Richmond sucked. Davidson sucked. Colorado State sucked. Virginia Tech sucked. None of those teams were any good. And then, like, I, I don't buy anybody in the um, CAA outside of maybe Hofstra, and they lost to Hofstra, right? So that's one of their three losses on the year. It, this team, I think, was battling all year to try and make the tournament. And then now that, yes, it's like technically a good matchup, but I, I think San Diego State comes in here and just demolishes them. So I'll lay the five. Uh, I will come aboard. Um I will come aboard. I agree with everything you said. I think also, I mean, this is the this is the really popular 12-5 matchup. Um is because San Diego State is Mountain West and Charleston is kind of a name brand. And now I, I feel like the, the thing that scares me about this game is like this feels like the type of dog that like I feel like the public could be right on. Like you you know how like some that that sometimes happens in the tournament, like every 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 Joe Schmo's picking the the trendy 12-5 and then the trendy 12-5 wins um we've seen that happen so if that's i think there's another trendy 12-5 that's actually gonna win yeah i know i disagree on that one as well um but but that's fine um i'm with you san diego state minus five all right one more pick from each of us before we start running through the rest um i will i haven't done this so i will go to the I've stayed mainly in in with the tight games, um, but I'm gonna go and take a number that I wish I had gotten, but I I pulled the trigger way too early. Um, Kennesaw State plus thirteen and a half. I think Kennesaw State is live to win this game against Xavier. Um, I have eleven and a half. I see it twelve and a half in most places, but thirteen and a half is a great number. Um, they're really experienced, uh, like. they've got size they've got shot making and i think xavier is an overrated basketball team and every time i look at the roster i am kind of unimpressed um and when i look at the matchup on ken palm like i think kennesaw state has um i think kennesaw state has like basically the ingredients is the right way to put it to make Xavier sweat. I mean, Xavier is not a great defensive team. Um, they're good on the offensive glass. Kennesaw State, you know, really good defensive rebounding team. One of Kennesaw State's flaws is the fact that they 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 foul. 
Xavier doesn't really get to the free throw line. Xavier's not a great perimeter defending team. Kennesaw State top 40 in the country in three-point shooting percentage. Like, I really like Kennesaw. And I mean, I think people are overlooking them because of the name. Like, I think a few years ago, they only won one game, but they have just done really, really good things. They've competed with athletic, talented teams earlier this season. Um, they were in the game against Indiana, in the game against Florida, in the game against VCU. Um, like, I think this is a really good basketball team. And I, and the Atlantic sun sneaky, good league, like Eastern Kentucky has been good. Florida Gulf coast has been good. Lipscomb has been good. Like these are teams that have been good for a while. Um, I mean, Liberty. Yeah. And they beat Liberty. Really? Liberty's really good. That's, beat, that's, that, that's a good, that's a good team. They beat Liberty twice this year, um, which is no joke. And they play a Xavier team that I, I think they, they, they got to look at and think they can compete with. I mean, this is a team filled with, with experienced vets that all kind of came into the program together. They've grown up together. They went from being a one win team a few years ago to being a, let me, let me actually pull that exact stat up. Um, year by year basketball results. <clears throat> they went from being a one win team in 2019, a five win team, 2020, 2021, 13 win under 500 team last year to being a 26 win team this year. Same kind of nucleus is their first NCAA tournament appearance um, since they joined division one. Like I think they're playing loose. Like their goal coming into this season was probably to go win their conference that they did. And now they've got an opportunity to play, play free. And um, I think they can do it. And I, you know, still know Zach Fremantle for Xavier. Xavier is not a team that I'm looking to take very far in this tournament. Um, so give me Kennesaw state. I think it's an easy team to overlook too. So give me Kenny, Kenny. I'm not there yet. Something scares me about this a little bit. I, I like, I like Kennesaw state. I have heard a lot of people like Kennesaw state also, which is a little scary. Who? Um, who was I listening sharp, to? Sharp people, like people yeah, that three men we've, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, they like Kennesaw State. They're Kennesaw State people. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, both teams can light it up from three. I don't, I don't know. There, there's, I haven't been on Xavier completely this year, but the, the line growing is also a little scary. I don't know. There's something that seems a little off to me on this, so I'm not there yet. Maybe. Because I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, I, I do, like, guards – are really good. That the Liberty wins are really impressive. Like they could win this game, but I don't know. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Okay. Where are you last want to... game? Last, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, another five twelve. This time I'm taking the twelve. Give me VCU. What we got? Four and a half plus four and a half. Against St. Mary's, um, this is the most popular 512. Very similar reasons for the San Diego State. Um, the San Diego State-Charleston game. Except this 12 is legit and won a legit conference. And this 5 is a metric darling that, in my opinion, isn't, isn't like very well coached, but isn't that good. So I know I'll be... With 
a decent amount of squares, and I, I think a lot of sharp people like St. Mary's here because their metrics are so good and their defense is so good. But I think VCU is the more athletic team. I think these coaches is a pretty even matchup. I I think they can uh, they can compete with them on the glass. They're playing some of their best ball, and like in my opinion, if you're getting the best team in the A10 was the best team all year with all of these athletes, Alec Baldwin, Brandon Johns. Like there, there's just so many players. And the one weakness, right, for this VCU team is interior defense. St. Mary's has Mitchell Saxon. Like he, he he's pretty good, but it, it's not something. It's not something they can bully them with. And I, I think VCU is going to be all over him all game. And the other thing is, St. Mary's struggled with the press against BYU, right? And Gonzaga, yeah. Yeah. What does VCU do? Press. They love to press. I think they win this game outright, so any points I'll take. Okay. Um, not there with you. I'm going to be on St. Mary's. Um, but whatever. That's fine. That makes sense. Um I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm not – I'm going to be picking St. Mary's, I should say. I don't know if I'm going to be betting a minus the four. Um, all right, let's run through the rest. West Virginia, Maryland. Maryland plus two and a half against West Virginia. This feels very similar to the other 8-9 games. I, I, I feel like the 8-9 games this year are almost entirely skewed in, like, which – where the public is leaning. So I'm thinking about just fading the public in all of them and taking Maryland here plus two and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think we should. All right, let's do it. Pretty- yeah, I mean, Mar- like West Virginia, Press Virginia, good at forcing turnovers. Maryland doesn't really turn the ball over that much. I think uh, Jameer Young is really good. I, I think they can handle that press. And then when you look at it, West Virginia turns the ball over a lot. And you, and you look at their players like Eric Stevenson, man. That guy is a chucker. He could shoot you out of a game like that. The other thing to look at here, offensive rebounding, like Maryland can beat West Virginia up on the glass. Free throw rate, West Virginia fouls a ton. Maryland can get to the line, and they're not their average free throw team shooting team. They don't they don't give up a lot of steals on offense, which is what West Virginia wants to do that. And then all of this talk about. Maryland not being able to win away from home, it, it it's a little overblown in my opinion, because when you look at when you actually look at like what's happened, they have wins against Miami and Illinois on neutral courts. I guess Illinois is home. Miami and St. Louis on neutral courts in the beginning of the year. This isn't a away game. This is a neutral game. They lost at Rutgers, at Michigan, right? At Iowa. They lost to Purdue by three on the road. They lost at Michigan State in a brutal spot. Like, they lost to Penn State at a brutal spot. The Big Ten's a really good home conference team. And I, I think this narrative that they can't win on the road has been blown out of proportion. Yes, they have a really good home court advantage, but so does West Virginia. West Virginia's got a really good home court advantage. And... They've been able to win on the road, and there's no massive narrative about them being not being able to win on the road. 
And then the final thing I'd say about this is the metric wise is West Virginia's metrics a little bit inflated in my opinion. I think the the Big Twelve this year may be similar to the Big Ten of of last year, where in the non con, who did West Virginia beat? They beat Pitt early. Destroyed them. They beat Florida. Destroyed them. Yep. Lost to Purdue. Lost to Xavier. Beat UAB. Yeah. And then and then struggled but mightily in the Big Twelve, but just had so many opportunities that it made them look better. I th- this team is not that good. No, I agree with you. And I think to your point, I think this is something that that might need to be looked at deeper in terms of the whole metric thing. If you blow out teams non-conference that end up being okay, like those, I feel like those really skewed like destroying Florida on a neutral winning big at pit, like that that inflated the hell out of West Virginia's metrics. It had to have. Especially, especially because Florida's metrics are are so insanely good despite them sucking. Yeah. Because Florida has played in so many close games. Like, yeah, I'm I'm with you, dude. I'm 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 good to go with Maryland plus two and a half. I think Kevin Willard's a really good coach. I think this is an experienced team. They play with a chip on their shoulder all year. And the key point that really got me over the over the hump, you mentioned it. Maryland, I believe, is the best team in the Big Ten at getting on the free throw line. Jameer Young attacks the rim. Dante Scott is a matchup problem. And West Virginia hacks. They hack. They're gonna hack. And Maryland's gonna get to the line if they make their free throws. I, I like them plus the points. So I'm with you. Um, Furman, Virginia. We hear Beery's on Furman money line. I like Furman spread. I think they can hang in there. Experienced team. Give me the Paladins plus six. Uh, I like the way they match up. We talked about this quite a bit on part one of our pod, um, tournament pod. They are a very, very good three point shooting team. That is a great way to beat the pack line defense. Um, and I think that that they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna make some shots and they're gonna play free they're gonna play loose. Colin, you you liken them to Richmond of last year, um, and it's a good little comp. Um, and I think Virginia is um, vulnerable, and they're vulnerable. So, Herman plus six for me. I haven't bet it yet. I'm I'm not completely there. I, I do think like I like Virginia. Yeah, I like I like. Furman, I think that finally getting over the hump, playing free, like the, the Richmond thing is 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 actually is very important. But Virginia is pretty old. Like they've got a good amount of experience on this team. Keely Clark has been around for a while. And that that that's what worries me the most about this game. But it's hard because the SoCon is a really good conference too. So I I'm I'm leaning Furman. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I may, I may not, but I'm not going to give it out yet. I don't yeah. feel because I don't know if I'm going to be honest. So I don't want to give it out. There. Um, Kansas laying 22 against Howard. Anything from you here? No. Alabama laying 24 against Corpus Christi. Anything for you? No. Arizona laying about 14, 15 against Princeton. Anything? I got nothing here. Might be. I think dang- you could make it. Case yeah. case for Princeton. Yeah. Ivy League school, smart basketball. I keep hearing people saying they run the Princeton offense, but I don't think they run the Princeton offense anymore. You run a more up-tempo version of it. Yeah. Because Rich, I'm pretty sure Richmond's like the only team in the country that still runs the Princeton offense. They have they've, old... got, Go they've got a big guy that can bang, but Arizona has four big guys. 
Um, I don't know. Arizona did just win the Pac-12. Good to fade a uh, major conference champion in the first game. So that that's possible. But if anything, I'm looking to bet Princeton. But I'm not. I'm not sold. Yeah, I agree, Colin. Um, I agree. I, 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 I just think Arizona is a different animal than what Princeton has seen this year from a physicality and a talent standpoint. Um, and if Arizona is able to dictate the tempo, I think they, they got a chance to run away with it. Um, but maybe Princeton gets hot from the outside. We've called Arizona a show team. Like I, I agree. I think that that that's the that's the rub. Um, I mean, Arizona just worries me in the tournament when you're going to lead with Balo and Tubelis. That's not a that's not a recipe for success in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, you need guards. They, they, their backcourt's not like Kirk Creasa, Courtney Ramey, like Pella. it's not bad, but it's not like their star players are six eleven and seven foot. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. They play inside out. Um, they definitely do. I, I mean, is um, let me look at this. Does Princeton foul? No, Princeton never fouls. Yeah, but they haven't seen a team like this, so like it's it's a no. Re- they 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 definitely haven't. But I, I mean, Ivy League teams, you'd think they'd be smart. They wouldn't foul. Yeah, they don't turn. And, a- and you'd also think you you'd think of the refs like you have these massive Arizona guys and these like. Little fucking Ivy League guys running around. They might they might give the whistle a favorable whistle to Princeton. Yeah, well, we and that that definitely happens. That happened last night at the rack. Like you said, the little team, like you know, it makes sense. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm not betting it, so I'm good to move on from it. Yeah, let's go. Um, I'm gonna take Illinois plus two against Arkansas. I feel like everybody and their mothers on Arkansas and. I think in Des Moines, I mean, Illinois fan base really travels. It's a great fan base. Um, and I think that, I mean, I've been telling you all year, and I know you, you held me to it on part one of our pod, that Illinois is the most talented team in the Big Ten. And I, I feel like I can't die on that. I can't I can't leave that hill now. Like, I'd rather just die on it. Um, Illinois is long. They're athletic. One would argue they're built for the tournament because of how they are structured. Um, I worry about their freshman guards and turning the ball over against Arkansas's pressure, but, but, um, I just, this, I feel like way too many people like Arkansas here and not enough people like Illinois in a game that I think is really, really evenly matched. So ILL plus two. I'm not there. Okay. This is, this is the one eight, nine where I, I agree with you. Like a lot of people are on Arizona and, Illinois is really talented, but coaching mis- mismatch here, I think, is a, is a factor. Like, Musselman is a really good coach. Is he a much- I, I like, like, I like um, Underwood. Don't get me wrong, but he has struggled in the past couple tournaments. Outside of the Stephen F. Austin, that's that Stephen F. Austin run is always done. Can I ask you a question then? At what point is that a fictitious narrative? Do you buy the um, Shaka Smart narrative? Which is what? That he can't win in the tournament? No. Okay. I don't know. It's a narrative for both of them, even though they won at 
previous schools. And if you also like side note, not tournament related, but if you look at this Illinois team as the most talented big 10 team in the country and in the big 10 and they're a nine seed, they obviously underperformed, which some could say has to do with coaching. Well, so I don't know if that's the case because like I thought North Carolina underperformed last year and then they went on a run. Like I mean that's fair. You have a talent like it's it's worth the lottery shot. In this game I'm not I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet on Arkansas either. I've seen a lot of people betting on Arkansas. But um all right, 5-12 matchup. Good and a good one. Duke, who I think is a lot of people's dark horse to go and make a run to the final four against a team that I think a lot of people wanted to back as a potential double-digit underdog coming into the tournament, and that is good old Oral Bobby. Um, Max Acemas, um running the show. Really good Oral Roberts team. What are you – where is your head here? I haven't bet anything. Um, I have not bet anything. My head is kind of swimming on this one because I I really like Duke. I've been high on Duke for a while. I think before – the market really caught up on onto them, right? The UNC game at home, or was that on, on the road when they went and won that? Um, I I think when you watch this team, they they've shown flashes. Flipkowski, Roach, I mean Whitehead hasn't been great, but Proctor, they they've got a lot of talent. I like Shire as a coach, but I I don't like this matchup. Like I I don't like. I don't like the Bobbies. Uh, they they don't turn the ball over. They can shoot like hell, which is going to be really important because Duke is um, Duke's going to play really tough defense. They don't go for offensive boards. They don't go for fouls. Two things Duke's really good at avoiding. Um. And and they, they shoot great from the line. Max Amos is 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 a monster. It, it, it's 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 hard because I'm I'm I want to pick Duke to go far, but I'm really worried about this game. Uh, I would caution anybody wanting to pick Duke to go far. All right. Well, how far do you have Baylor going still? Uh, I am between Baylor and Arizona in the Sweet 16. All right, good. Out, out of the final? There, The winner there, though, might go all the way to the National Championship. All right. Well, whatever. What do you think on this game? Leverage. At least I get leverage taking Baylor. Yeah, That's- yeah, yeah. You're going to have leverage when they lose to UCSB in the first round. It is also on the table. Uh, I like Oral Roberts. I like Oral Roberts. I haven't bet it, so I'm not going to give it out. But I am tonight. You know, I've got I've got some work to do. We're gonna we're gonna stop recording. I'm gonna make sure everything's posted. It's first priority, making sure everything's posted once we're done recording. I'm gonna take a dump, then I'm gonna really dive into the matchups. And while I'm, you know, multitask, obviously. And then, uh, you know, I, this is one that I think I might I might find myself betting. Um, so Oral Roberts, definitely a look. Uh, Colgate, Texas. Colgate, Texas. Texas minus 13 and a half. Colgate plus 13 and a half. You got anything there? I think Colgate has been a trendy little look for, for people 
Really? I feel like Texas has been a, in a lot of people's uh, is going pretty far in a lot of people's brackets. People, a lot of people like Texas to go far. A, um, but I think Colgate is like people are looking at experts. I think are looking at Colgate as potentially a tough matchup for Texas. Colgate's been good in tournaments before. Yeah, that's kind of what I I, rem, I remember. I faded them Wisconsin when they won by like one. Was that was it Wisconsin? Uh, was it last or year? Arkansas? I I I think it was Arkansas where they were up. They were up big. They were up big. Yeah. Arkansas came and covered. Came back and covered. Last year they played Wisconsin and covered. Yeah. Wow. Because I was worried about the athleticism of Arkansas, and I think Texas has that. But this team's seen like athleticism a couple years in a row now. And they can shoot the lights out, which is going to be very important against Texas defense. They've got a coaching edge, which I think is important here. Right? This isn't Chris Beard coaching them. And I mean, this guy, I don't I don't know who 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 is uh who's Colgate's coach, do you know? Matt Lingle. Matt Lingle. Well, Bucknell was the class of the Patriot League until three years ago, and it's been Colgate. Ever since then, so I think that's a. I think this guy's going to get some, some looks somewhere else. They can shoot the lights out. A lot of there's a lot of uh, Matt Langle the Temple, buzz. Really, that'd be interesting. And, and this is a really outside of their point guard, uh, Braden Smith. Right, this is a really old and experienced team. Like they've been here before. The lights aren't going to be too bright for them. And the other thing is. You worry about bigs. Keegan records, Jeff Woodward, 6'10, 6'11. That's not bad size wise. And Texas is not the same old Texas. Bigger, that's bigger really... than Texas, just saying. What? It's bigger than Texas is size wise. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. It's like te- you you old Texas Shaka, Texas, pounds it inside with Jared Allen. This Texas is is kind of a two point pull up machine with um Sudravari Rice and Marcus Carr. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I kind of like Colgate. I may I may end up on this. I won't be touching it. Um, I can see why Colgate would be an interesting look though, and they've been playing really well the last few weeks. I just sometimes it's hard for me to trust these teams that that have such an obvious lack of athleticism. Um, all right, let's roll through the rest rest of Thursday's slate quickly. Um, Houston. Laying 18 and a half, 19 and a half against Northern Kentucky. Anything for you there? No. Tennessee laying 11 and a half against Louisiana. Anything for you there? I kind of like Tennessee. I know you do. Because, I mean, I don't, because know, if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but I feel like nobody ten- likes Tennessee. Nobody likes Tennessee. But nobody really loves Louisiana either. Just, just, just to be fair, like, I mean, Tennessee could be a high leverage pick if you want to have them beat Duke. I am having them do that. Yeah, I figured you would. I might have Tennessee go even further. I haven't. Purdue's gonna, Purdue's gonna lose in the second round, no matter who they face. So. I have close the door on Tennessee winning the whole damn thing. I just want you to know that. I say that here at six fifty four p.m. on Wednesday night, and I still have a thought that Rick Barnes is gonna find a way to do it. Well, Rick Barnes sucks in the tournament, so that's a that should be your one issue. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Why is it fake news? It's real news. 
It's a narrative. It's a narrative. Well, like, it's a it's a it's a it's a true narrative. I would say I really would have liked Tennessee if they were playing any of the other like bigger name thirteen seeds. But Louisiana, Louisiana is an athletic team. Like they're a pretty good. That's dad. what that's what I that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, Tennessee can't just bully them like they could a lot of the other teams. Here's the thing about Tennessee that people don't realize: it's like everybody says their offense sucks, and it does. Don't get me wrong. Okay. All right. Good. But. They have these rare performances where their offense is awesome. Well, that's why their rankings are so high. Yeah. Like I'm. Let me pull. Let me. Let me quickly pull this up because I know. You, I know you got to run. Um, yeah, we'll finish the other ones when I get back. Um. Hang on. Let me pull it up exactly. Tennessee has had some really rare performances this year. Like they're still a top fifty offensive efficiency team. They've had some against power conference teams. Right, two against Texas. Texas, they they had an incredible offensive efficiency game against Arkansas. Incredible, like even in the loss to Missouri, like the losses to Missouri, they've had some really good ones. Mississippi State, like they had an exceptional performance. Um, like they, there's enough shot making there where like I I really believe in it. So I don't know if it, they can sustain it for for five straight games, but I like Tennessee. And I think that I think they match up really well with I think the teams that give Tennessee trouble are the teams that can shoot the lights out from three. And they're not going to run into one of those until Purdue in the Sweet 16. And even this Purdue team is not a great three-point shooting team. Like they may not run into one of these teams at all. Just saying. Fair. And you're definitely getting a you're getting a you get them at a discount because Nozakai Ziegler, but I think Nozakai is 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 a pretty uh it's a pretty yeah. big loss, especially in March. You need a guard like that on and a team like Tennessee that struggles to score. Yep. Um, anything for you in this game or no? No, no. UCLA laying 18 against UNC Asheville. Anything? Got nothing. All right, on to the Friday slate. Let's uh let's run through. USC plus two and a half against Michigan State. I know we talked about this a little bit on part one of the pod, just posted now. Um, yeah. live where you're teleporting. We <laughs> are two hours later, maybe a little drunker. Who knows? At least one of us is one of us is a little lighter and the other's a little drunker. <laughs> um, all right. What do you think? We talked about it a little bit. Are, have you pulled the trigger on USC plus the points? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I have. I, I pulled the trigger at dinner. Two and a half. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this a lot on the previous version. I think USC is really good. I think it... Bless you. Thank you. I, I, I think Enfield has performed in the tournament. Um, Michigan State's got some problems going on, right? You saw – who was it? Uh, was it Hoggard? Or Walker that um that Izzo was chewing out on the sideline in the Big Ten tournament. Did probably, you see that video? Probably Hogard because he always chews out Hogard. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Hogard was just laughing along, like it was it was a bad video to see, um, like not a care in the world. Well, I don't really believe that he doesn't have a care in the world. I don't know. USC's just got talent. Boogie Ellis, Peterson, Kobe Johnson. Yep. 
Like, uh, have you seen any word on Vincent Achuachua? Achuachuku? <laughs> He's a game time decision. Still, nothing, no updates. Game time decision, but I, but to be honest, against against a Michigan State team that is not going to beat you inside, that that bothers me less than. I mean, I actually think their matchup. Because he's more of a defense presence. He's not even like a guy you throw it into to get a bucket. Like, I think USC's length on the perimeter is a bigger deal for their potential draw, Michigan State and Marquette, than having the bodies to bang inside. It would be nice to have him, but like Kobe Johnson, Drew Peterson, like Trey White, like these guys are all six, seven, six, eight wings. Like Boogie's a little guy, but he's, but Boogie Ellis is just like such a bucket guy. I mean, I, we've talked about Boogie's a scorer. He's a, he's a straight bucket getter. And I feel like those guys are like, he's got that clutch. CBJ? Yeah. Yeah, he's a certified bucket getter. I feel like those guys are, I feel like that march is made for those guys. I think USC's built to built to perform really well here. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all the way in. We're all, we are both all the way in, I think, on USC making a little bit of a run here. So why not take them plus the points against Michigan State? Um, nobody's talking about USC. Just nobody. No. No, it's all Michigan State, and yeah, like Marquette. I understand Izzo, but but if you're if you're looking at recent performances, Enfield has been better than Izzo. We talked Kennesaw State Xavier. I'm on Kenny. Uh, that is the last remaining thing in my bracket that I have yet to finalize. Is it? Am I taking Kenny outright, or am I not taking Kenny outright? Um, I think as of right now, I will have them outright. Um. Oh, you want to hear something ridiculous? Yeah, give me something ridiculous. And I, I, I roll back in here, and and I say, "What's up, the beer?" You know, the podcast has now been posted, so he's listened. Okay. And he goes, "You know, I never even thought of Gra- about Grand Canyon, but Santoop was making some good points." Santoop, <laughs> are you kidding me? That's my pick. Yeah, that would piss me off too. I don't think I said anything about Grand Canyon. It was all you. He said you had to like follow on points. No, that was mine. That was all me. I'll have to go back and listen. I'll listen tomorrow morning and 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 see what he was what he was talking about. Um Yeah, that that, that would bother me as well. UCSB, Santa Barbara, that's a good basketball team against Baylor. Um I can't have Baylor get eliminated, but I th- I could see it happening. I think I could I could see it as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, have called out those a potential fourteen three. Ah, really? No, I'm just wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard it like maybe once or twice, but I mean, at this point, with with how many podcasts and and things I've read, I've probably heard every upset called out. Besides the one sixteens, which. I've even heard North Northern Kentucky a couple times. So I think I've heard every upset picked. Um, you see Santa Barbara, um, like they're a good shooting team. I, I feel like Baylor is more of a, I feel like the teams that are, that, that can beat Baylor are like elite defensive teams. So like, I'm not really scared of it. Like Baylor has, has not lost this year to a team with a a defensive efficiency outside of the top 48 which i think is notable right i mean they're 
their struggles are against teams that defend, which is part of the reason why I kind of like Baylor's um, route. If you like, even Arizona is not really elite defensively. I, I would say Creighton is probably the most elite defensive team that they're going to face until the Elite Eight, um, where they could I mean, face Creighton. Creighton, Creighton can be very good defensively, but Creighton's defense is more predicated on on forcing missed shots. Right. I think Baylor struggles against teams that force turnovers. And so that's why I'm not really worried about UC Santa Barbara. And to be honest, I'm not really, I mean, I'm, I could be worried about Creighton. I'd be more, I might be more worried about NC state than Creighton. I don't know. That's, that's beside the point. I'm, but specifically to this game, I, I like Baylor's guards. I think they find a way to win the game, um, but I'm not going to bet them 10 minus 10. And a half. I, I think it's tough to take UC Santa Barbara here. Like, I mean, Baylor, and Gonzaga, I think, are, are are pretty similar teams. Baylor a little worse defensively, a little worse offensively, too. But USSB is not... Well, but also beat Gonzaga on a neutral, so Baylor a little worse. Little, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Maybe, maybe even offensively, slightly worse defensively. They're different teams. But Gonzaga does their better guards. Baylor better guards, better guards. Better guards. Can can he can he take that? Can you take better guards? Definitely better guards. Baylor's got the second best backcourt in the country. Yes. Um maybe third best. Honestly, Miami's backcourt's pretty weak. But, uh, but when you're looking at like UCSB versus uh versus taking Grand Canyon, you're getting a team in a worse conference with five less points. It doesn't really make sense to 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 take them here, and they're not like I think Grand Canyon has a better coach, better players, and UCSB is decent. But what when has the Big West done anything in March against a real real conference? Didn't UCS wasn't it Santa Barbara that hung in there a little a few years ago against I want to say crazy. UC Irvine hugging against somebody. It's Louisville, but I think UC Santa Barbara, Hawaii beat Cal, uh, like in twenty. Hawaii did beat Cal, but that was that Hawaii team was loaded. Was legit. I mean, I I could look. I'm not saying I can't see it because the matchup is there, but you look at this this resume. The best team they've played this year is probably Duquesne. Yeah. Like I don't think they're ready for Baylor level talent. Um, Vermont Marquette. I feel like this is a fifteen-two game. A lot of people are circling Vermont. Only a ten and a half point dog against the red hot Golden Eagles. Um, I know you circled it as a potential look. Uh, I know our boy Crabs is all over Vermont. Um, a lot of our yeah, that's 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 worrying. A lot of our friends are Vermont alumni, so they're all over the Cats. No, they're actually not. Are they not? No. Interesting. So maybe then then it's time to, to go to war with the Catamounts. Where where's your head? Have you bet Vermont plus the points? I haven't, but I really want to. You want to give it out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna bet it. Are you gonna bet it? No. <laughs> no. At least not right now. Maybe I'm definitely not betting Marquette. Why do you like Vermont? 
I, I think they're playing really well. I, I think Marquette, I mean, it's a good time to fade Marquette. They're off of winning the Big East. I think uh, Vermont shoots a three really well. Marquette doesn't defend the three. I think this team's metrics are – in a normal season, Vermont's not a 15 seed. They just had a bad out-of-conference. But they figured it out in conference play. They've been rolling. They covered six in a row. I, I love their coach. Soccer Smart doesn't perform well in the tournament. They got players that can score. They're not going to be – like Mar- Marquette has athletes, but they're not going to be bullied by Marquette. Uh, the matchup's pretty good. It's it, it's a lot of points for a team that doesn't really defend and offensively you can't point to exactly what they do besides make shots. Yeah, um, I agree with that. They make a lot of shots. They, they get to the rim. They take good shots. Like they've got really good guards. Um, I'm with you. Like I would lean Vermont, but the, the trend on teams – that have beaten Marquette this year tend to be teams that go to the offensive, defensive. Not, not even defensively, like go to the offensive glass really hard, I guess defensively too, but off teams that rebound the basketball offensively have given like even St. John's like almost beat Marquette twice. Like that's a team that goes to the glass really hard. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the recipe and I just don't see it with Vermont. Like Vermont, if Vermont's going to win the game, they're going to have to score 85 points and hope Marquette misses shots. Um, maybe they can cover. Like I think it's going to be a shootout, but I, I just have no interest in, in, in betting it right now. Maybe that'll change Friday, but I, I kind of doubt it. Um, we talked VCU St. Mary's, Pitt, Iowa State. Iowa State laying three and a half, up to four and a half in spots. Um, are you there with the Panthers, plus four and a half? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. Even though I haven't picked. I don't want to bet the four and a half. Yeah, I kind of lean Iowa State, which is maybe dumb, but I I'm not I can't take NC State over Creighton, so I got to take this one, and I want to fade Iowa State. But why do you need to take? Why do you need to take a second eleven? What is that all about? The winner of the playing game always wins a game. They have every year since the playing game started, and yeah, that's not like. True, but I still buy into the principle that getting a game under your belt helps. It's going to be a real shame when Arizona State beats TCU. That's that's going to be because nobody's looking at that one. Just saying, um, that is going to be a shame. Well, Nevada's Nevada's making a little run here. They're not dead yet. They're pretty fucking dead. It's a twenty point game with five minutes left. Is it not? Seventeen now. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's dead. Um, I lean Iowa State. Uh, I I think I think I think Mississippi State and Iowa State are extremely similar teams. And Pitt barely beat Mississippi State and got lucky that I think Mississippi State missed a billion open looks from the perimeter. That Iowa State probably isn't going to miss. Like Iowa State isn't great offensively, but, but they've got better offensive players than Mississippi State does, like, without question. Like, Jaron Holmes is a better player. Is It would be the best on Mississippi State offensively. Gabe Kalsher would be, too. And, like, 
Gabe Kalsher is a legit perimeter defender. Um, like I think Iowa State is very similar to Mississippi State, but has a little bit more potency offensively. So um, I lean Iowa State. I, I think I'm going to take Iowa State in the bracket pool. Really? Uh, you? But I, I don't know. Any, any word on Federico? Federico? No, but I don't think he matters. To be honest, I think he matters. That. Guarmo, whatever the fuck his name is. That guy is tiny. So is Federico Federico. They're all like little string beans that they run out there. Yeah, but Federico Federico is a little better. Yeah, I mean, Pitt is... I believe his name is actually Federico Federico. Who's doing that? Could you imagine if your name was Colin Colin? That'd be fucked. If I was Santoop Santoop. (laughs) (laughs) Federico Federico sounds pretty cool though It does sound cool It sounds better than Colin Colin <laughs> uh, I'll I- tell you that much I lean Iowa State minus three and a half I, I-, I could see myself getting there um, But not right now for the pod Creighton minus five against NC State I feel like the fact This this line hasn't moved I don't know what to do It's come it. down A little. It's come down Uh, Yeah a little bit. It was six. It was, was six before. I never saw yeah. it. Okay. Do you are you doing anything with this game? I know I know we both like Creighton to advance, but I can't. I can't I can't do anything, but I'm 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 nervous. Yeah. I would be too. I mean you have Creighton going pretty far in your bracket. Yes. Yeah. This game has a lot possibly further. Possibly further now. Oh boy. I made a change today uh, along those lines. I feel I feel confident enough that I can I can inform you of it. It's a little sneaky. Uh, I'm taking San Diego. You just said you were just typing up Baylor. I'm taking San Diego State over Alabama. I've got San Diego State in the Elite Eight. Hmm. And maybe maybe further. Maybe further. Maybe further. That's an interesting look. It's an interesting look. Um, I own a UConn. UConn is down Bro, to eight. We didn't even talk about. We didn't even talk about NC State Creighton. I asked you, be Are you just skipping over this. There's nothing to add. I got nothing too. We like to keep it actionable. What am I going to say? I like. I like both these teams. I, in a in a different world, in a different eleven six matchup, I could take NC State. In a different eleven six matchup, I could take Creighton. For example, if it was NC State against Iowa State. Maybe actually, honestly, no. If it was NC State, any of these 11s, NC State against Kentucky, I would have taken NC State also. Um, I would definitely take NC State against Iowa State. Yeah, I think I could see that. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but that's not the case. It's NC State Creighton. <laughs> NC State's got my great- hope is Kevin Keats. My 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 hope is Kevin Keats fucks this up. Yeah, Kevin Keats, and that's I that which is a totally reasonable situation. Um, I think Creighton's really good, and we felt this way all year. Like Creighton's really good. I, I don't think we need to blink on it now. Um, NC State's got good guards that like they can really score. It's it's scary. It's scary with Turkavion Smith and DJ Burns running in, and Jarkel Jordan. Like yes, like that. That's 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 not a. If this team had any other matchup, I could see myself having NC State in the Sweet Sixteen. 
Yeah, it's an explosive team. Um, I don't. I I I could see it too. <clears throat> I also. I mean, like Creighton's really good. Like, let's not. Let's. Here's the other thing about Creighton, which I think matters right now for the for the first round. They're not a very deep team, but I mean, they've got the, the starting five has legit NCAA tournament experience. Like, I don't know. They've played in a better conference than the ACC this year, right? We can agree the Big East at least. Yeah. Up- Better than the ACC. They played in Maui, right? They played high-level competition on a neutral site. So did NC State. I mean, NC State went to the battle for Atlantis. I just I just think Creighton was a top-10 team coming into the year. And, like, sometimes that manifests itself in March. And, like, that's kind of been my theory on a lot of my picks in years past um, and into this year. Like, if I believed in them at the beginning of the year, I kind of got to believe in them at the end of the year. Let that be some foreshadowing for where I'm going for my final four. Um, so I, I I would lean Creighton. I don't think I can take him to cover the five. However, I think it's going to be a good game. Are we good? Yeah. We- a game that neither of us has yeah, we're good. Game. We're good. UConn laying eight and a half against Iona. Nine and a half in spots. The fact that it's down to eight and a half on good old points bet, even in FanDuel on a on a it's like UConn can run them out of the gym. Like we have seen UConn blow out a lot of basketball teams this year. A lot of good basketball teams too. And it's going to be a very, very pro UConn crowd in Albany. That's true. I, I understand like Iona's local too, but I mean Iona has what? Like no, Iona has like five fans. Fans like 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 like, like let's be real. Like they it's Iona. It's it's a really tiny school in New Rochelle. Like UConn, they are going to be coming up to Albany in droves. And I don't know how far they are. It can't be more than three hours. Like everything in that area is three hours apart from each other. It has to be. Like nothing else makes sense. Um, okay. Look at this guy. Known as geography. That did right? You, you hear the pit? Did you hear the pit chance the other day at Dayton? Yes. Yes, the Let's Go Pit. Yep. Yeah. UConn. I'm looking it up now. I want to I want to check it out. Um stores to Albany. Yeah, Two we, hours and 13 minutes. Oh my god, they're gonna be coming up in droves. It's gonna be there are gonna be so many UConn fans. Like it's gonna be a party round one, I think. Yeah. Like Patino's already got his sights set on St. John's. Like, let's be real. This team is underachieved for Iona all season long. And plus, like, Iona is ridiculous. They have underachieved, man. They're a 13 seed as Iona. They've underachieved. They they were supposed to be like a, a – they were supposed to have 30-0, and 31-0 ahead of them. They've underachieved. They didn't dominate their conference as much as they, they hoped they could. Like, they were supposed to contend for an at-large bid. Like, that's what people were thinking coming into the year. They're not – they're not, like, that good. They haven't lost since January. So what? So what? They've been playing like Ryder and Sienna. Like that's the tough. That's I the- mean, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but they're a 13 seed in the Mac Mac. You know the double Mac. Yeah, I could see myself on UConn. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I could. I could see it happening. 
Yeah, Iona is actually, man, Iona is a pretty good basketball team. I think I, they do. I mean, Patino is a good coach. <laughs> I mean, if he's laser focused, I understand. I, I I've been hearing a lot of people talk about the Patino versus Hurley angle, the major and angle. the press versus and the press versus the guards. Yep. UConn struggled with the press against Providence. Yeah, Iona has great guards, also like great guards. Iona's a good basketball team. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I'm I'm a holster my UConn minus eight and a half takes. <laughs> uh, lean that way, but but not not going to get there. FDU won tonight. Purdue laying twenty five against FDU. <laughs> Do you want to take anything there? No. We talked Providence. Uh, here's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if I can give it out at this number, considering I have three and a half. But ah, what the hell? I'll give it out at two and a half. Give me Drake plus the points against Miami. Now, this is very dangerous. As you know, on the podcast, listeners, we've talked about the, the Miami principle. Sharp Miami uh, is actually square Miami, and square Miami is actually sharp Miami. This is a very square Miami here at laying a very small number against Drake, um, which scares the shit out of me because it sounds like Norchad O'Meara is going to play. He practiced this week. Um, but this is a really experienced Drake team. And I, I just, I don't believe in this Miami team, which is a really bad look for me. I mean, I've been on them a couple times this year and, and which is so stupid because they're so much fun to bet on. They're explosive. They got great guards. They play with swagger. Jim Laranaga is a really good coach. Um, but Miami went on this crazy run last year and I just don't think lightning strikes twice. Uh, I think Drake is catching the very small number for a reason. Um, they got shot making. They've got experience. They're well coached. They got a really good point guard in Roman Penn. They've got high major size. So uh, give me Drake. Give me the Bulldogs plus two and a half. We fighting? Let's fight. Very good. Miami minus one and a half. Okay. Very um, lock fight on a college basketball hook and ladder pod. These are very rare. Yeah. Well, your Miami, your Miami hatred because of their metrics or whatever the fuck you believe preseason, your anti-ACC bias has gone too far that you're gonna lay two and a half with Drake in the spot. You can get a one and a half on Miami. Miami's guards are are way better than anything Drake has ever seen. They, they're they're going against legit NBA players. I mean, I don't care if Norchad Amir is playing. I I, I honestly don't think he will. Okay. But I think Laranaga is going to go in here and he's going to get this W and you're going to lay one and a half. This is a gift. This is a gift. Uh, everybody loves Drake. Drake was so good. Drake beat Mississippi State. You know what else they did? They lost to Richmond by 30. This Drake team is solid. They could upset a, a weak five seed. Miami's not a weak five seed. Miami is as talented as anybody in the country. And they have guard play, and that is what you look for in March. Um, I think they win this. I think this game will be tight because Miami just refuses to blow teams out, which is why their metrics suck. But Laranaga, Isaiah Wong, they're going to get them a win in this first round matchup and you only have to lay one and a half. Yeah. 
I wonder like I don't I don't know what what gives Miami a hard time. I'm trying to find a, a trend in the teams that that they've lost to. And it's it's just very or played tight games with, and it's just very, very hard to find that. Um like teams that maybe force turnovers, like no, because Miami doesn't turn the ball over. Teams that defend the three. Interesting. Huh. Miami doesn't even like they get they just do everything well offensively. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Miami is really talented. I just this is like a I have to do it. <laughs> it's like a principal play. You're just gonna go down with the ship one more time. I am. And I've got I've got Drake going to the Sweet 16. Well, at least I can gain some points on you there. Um, um got Grand Canyon Gonzaga, we talked about it. Grand Canyon plus 15 and a half for you, Colin. FAU Memphis, we talked about. We're both on FAU. Uh, interesting 314 game here. Kansas State, Montana State. Montana State only getting eight and a half. Uh, I was really intrigued um, when we recorded part one of the pod to to go for a stroll with Montana State. I've I haven't since like I, I think I think Montana State plus eight and a half might still be an interesting look. I'm not going to take it because I got K State going a long way in my bracket. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I I, I just. I I got so burned by Montana State last year that the just the thought of taking them in this game, even though it's Kansas State, a team like we haven't been high on all year, is is like repulsive. The thought of of doing that in this game, and I get like, yeah, Montana State's great at getting the free throw line. Kansas State fouls a ton. Montana State turns you over. Kansas State turns the ball over. But the Big West is a different animal, or the the Big Sky is a different animal animal than the Big Twelve, and I learned that the hard way last year. And yeah, this team's good, and they they're veteran, and they got good players. But oh, if if Montana State wants to win this game, fine by me. But I I will not I will not lose money on them. Uh, kind of how I feel, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I think they could cover, but K State's fun. They're fresh. Nobody's really talking about Kansas State. Jerome Tang, great coach. Yeah, like these guys, like these guys aren't going to take being in the tournament for granted either. Like that's the other thing. Like Keontae Johnson, um, Marquise Noel, like these guys haven't played in the tournament. Like this is special for them. Like they're not they're not overlooking anybody. You know what I mean? Like I actually think that's that's a factor. Um, these guys all came here to, to, to accomplish a goal. They accomplished the goal. They got to the tournament. Now they're free. Now they're loose. Like now, like go have fun, roll, roll the balls out. Like, like, I think you look at a team like Kansas, like these teams take it for granted every year. They're always in the tournament. Um, I don't think K-State's doing that. Um, Kent State, Indiana, really interesting game. Kent State plus four and a half against the Hoosiers. I have taken Kent State plus four and a half. I'm going to take them to beat Indiana in my bracket. Um, Kent State will have the 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 best guard on the floor and sincere carry. 
They are they have played high major, big time high major competition on the road and competed against Gonzaga and Houston. Both teams are better than Indiana. Um, they've had a week to come up with a game plan for Trace Jackson Davis. And if you take him away, I think Indiana is in a lot of trouble. Um I like Kent State. They're they're athletic. Uh Mac teams tend to be really competitive in the in the NCAA tournament year in and year out. Like Mac teams are always really good. So I don't really have much else to say about it. Like, I think the fact that it's a 13 seed only getting four and a half, like that's a really big deal. Like that's, that's, that's good. Um, so give me Kent state plus, plus four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm coming, I'm coming along. I've been, I've been contemplating this like all week. I've been worried because a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah. But it's only kind of informed people are talking about Kent State, Indiana. Um, like, I don't think Woodson's a great coach. The MAC is obviously really good. I I, I bet there, there's – it's a MAC versus a Big Ten team. That's a good-looking college football. It's a good-looking college basketball. They've got a chip on their shoulder. They weren't recruited by the big-time school. I bet all of these kids that went to Kent State would have loved to have an offer to go to Indiana. Um, they play tough. You, they can game plan against playing like Trace Jackson Davis is great, but you can take him away. Yep. And when, when you're relying on playing inside out, that's just not a good thing in March. You've got a better guard. And then this, like Kent state is defensive first but they're they're balanced and you mentioned they battled Houston already they played top teams they're not going to go into this game and just be completely shocked by what they're facing here so I'm gonna I'm gonna take them as well Ken State plus four and a half consensus playing in the last game we have an opening line already TCU minus four and a half against Arizona State Arizona State obviously off a blowout win in Dayton um, scored 98 points, won by 25 against Nevada. Now they got to go play in altitude uh, against a TCU team that likes to run. In altitude? Yeah, in altitude. <laughs> altitude. All right. TCU minus four and a half. Is this a play for you? No. No, it's not a play for me. TCU minus four and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to take TCU minus four and a half. That feels like a pretty good number to me. I, I mean, I don't know what the. I mean, no. So no, it's not a bet for me. I'm not going to give it out. Sorry, I, I that is worth. <laughs> then what? Then what are you going on about in the altitude? I'm just saying. I feel like I feel like it's a really good spot to take TCU. Arizona State just won by 25 against a a very overrated Nevada team. Right. Well, I've I've had about like. Five seconds to process this line. So, yes, yeah, I need to wake up tomorrow and 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 and, and think about it. But I I agree that you you it could be a good time to take them. Yeah. Um. All right. That's it for the hook and ladder pod. Our picks for round one. Colin, you've got Grand Canyon plus fifteen and a half. Providence plus four and a half. Iowa plus one and a half. Florida Atlantic plus two. San Diego State minus five. VCU plus four and a half, Maryland plus two and a half, 
USC plus two and a half, Vermont plus 10 and a half, Miami minus one and a half, Kent State plus four and a half. I have Boise plus one and a half, Utah State minus one, Providence plus four and a half, Texas A&M minus two and a half, Iowa plus one and a half, Florida Atlantic plus two, San Diego State minus five, Kenny State plus 13 and a half, Maryland plus two and a half, Furman plus six, Illinois plus two, USC plus two and a half, Drake plus two and a half, and Kent State plus four and a half. And we can't forget about Lord Beery with the Furman money line, giving him some credit for, for throwing it out there. That is his best bet. Um, that's it. That's the Lincoln Ladder Pod. NCAA tournament first round coming up. Colin, peace out. See ya.